0: During this episode, we are joined by Helene Rutledge, president and co-founder of MEND, a revolutionary healing company that is transforming healthcare through nutrapharma powered digital wellness. While together, we discuss Helene's extensive experience in the healthcare industry and her vision of leveraging personalized nutrition and digital support to make measurable impact on patient outcomes. Additionally, Helene takes us on the journey of MEND, from her background as a chemical engineer to the formation of the company. We also delve into men's offerings, including personalized regimens for different episodes of care and the incorporation of digital components for better surgical outcomes. Join us to discover how Helene and the men team are shaping the future of healthcare through personalized nutrition and digital support. Let's go. Hi, Helene. A big welcome to our podcast today.
1: Hey, Mike. Thanks for having me. Well,
0: as a national thought leader and recognized industry innovator who is revolutionizing healthcare through NutraPharma-powered digital wellness, I cannot wait to learn from you today. But before we dive in, a bit of housekeeping. While listening to any of our episodes, please take a moment to subscribe to the podcast so you will automatically receive episode updates in your podcast player. Simply search Passionate Pioneers with Mike Baselli on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. And lastly. Please visit the bottom of the episode notes to connect with me on LinkedIn and Twitter in order to further the conversations occurring on this podcast. All right, Helene, it's almost time for our community to learn how you and the men team are building a leading biotechnology and venture-backed high-growth scale-up organization focused on nutritional science research. But first, what's that one piece of advice that you would give to others who are passionate about reimagining the health of our world?
1: So I think my advice is to always keep in mind that healthcare is unbelievably complicated and there is no one single thing that's going to solve it. So I think that the good approach is not to look to solve everything at once, but instead focus on an area where you can have unique impact. It even goes back to the think globally, act locally, like what can you do? What can you impact? And I find that in a lot of cases, healthcare has become impersonal. So make it personal. Like what is it? about you or your background that you can bring to this arena to make a difference.
0: Oh, Helene, I absolutely love it. And it's so true. I'm fortunate, just like yourself, I'm sure you get to advise and mentor a lot of aspiring entrepreneurs in this space. I get to as well. And it's one of those things, right? Healthcare is that proverbial massive ocean, as opposed to trying to go and boil the ocean. Let's maybe start with a pot of water, right? (laughs) The opportunities are so big, but sometimes you have to, as I like to say, scale down, right? Sometimes you really have to think about what's the unique value prop that you can bring to your expertise. Helene, has that been helping you and the Men team? And I know we're going to discuss more after the commercial break, all the good things happening at Men, but is that part of the culture within your organization as well?
1: Oh my goodness, absolutely. And at Men, we have four co-founders and we all have different reasons for coming together, but we, we're united around improving healthcare. And it's just so interesting that we can come from different directions and all come to the same conclusion that we need to change the, how things are.
0: Well, I can't wait. Actually, you teed me up for it. I can't wait to discuss your four co-founders, how men came to be and where things are going for the company. We're going to unpack all of that and more after we get back from thanking our community champion sponsor. Located in Denver, Colorado's nationally ranked River North District, Catalyst is a healthcare innovation campus that brings together stakeholders from across the industry to accelerate innovation and drive real lasting change our nation desperately needs. From established organizations to startups, from accelerators to advocacy organizations, and from medical schools to global companies, everyone at Catalyst works side by side to create, develop, refine, and bring to market cutting-edge innovations that will fundamentally transform healthcare as we know it. With industry leaders like Medical Group Management Association, Olive, Medical Solutions, UC Health, CirrusMD, and many others calling Catalyst home, along with innovative pioneers visiting from across the nation. Catalyst continually fosters their foundational belief that collaboration and partnerships will move the healthcare industry forward. To virtually tour Catalyst and claim your space on campus, or host an upcoming event, visit catalysthealthtech.com or visit the top of the episode notes and click on their link. All right. We are back with Helene Rutledge, co-founder and president of Men. Helene, thank you so much. It's really setting the stage today that is so important, right? That healthcare is so enormous. And sometimes we got to focus down to really make impact because sometimes it can get impersonal, as you said earlier. You know, let's talk about also the impact that you and the team at Men are having and, and are going to continue to have. What's on the horizon? I know there's a lot of things in store for you and your co-founders. But before we go there, Helene, let's take it back a bit. How did this all come together in the first place? I know that there were some organizations coming together for that one plus one equaling three, et cetera. And I know you have had a storied career leading up to this as well. Helene, take us a little bit on that journey of how this all came to be. And then like I said, we'll talk current state of how everything's going with the camp and then, of course where we can help you out, where things are heading, and all of that good stuff before we sign off. But first, Helene, take us back. How did it all come together in the first place?
1: Sure. Great. Well, I think it started with. Early in my career, I was a chemical engineer, and I started out because I love science and solving problems, and I wanted to do it in a way to help the world, which is why I gravitated towards healthcare. And I had roles like global head of open innovation at GSK and head of clinical supplies for 3B4 at Pfizer, VP of R&D at Nature's Bounty. And in all these roles, I saw that it was very much a problem solution model and that prevention was missing from the equation. And that really there was this consumer need for more natural solutions, but also for the ability to have agency in their health care and have an approach that was more patient centered. So when I was at GSK, I was the liaison with MIT Media Lab, and this was early days of connected health. And a lot of the things that we were doing were really ahead of our time, but it was too soon for adoption. I mean, we were doing things like biometric devices that could tell you you were going to have a cigarette craving, for example. But, you know, in a world where not enough people had smartphones and the FDA was a little bit nervous about, like, what is this new type of healthcare and how do we even regulate it, it was too soon. So I think one of the really exciting things is that with the pandemic, It's opened up the opportunity for all these things that were just waiting, the solutions of telehealth, which started on the telephone, which is why it's telehealth. And, you know, just the ability to have in-home solutions and connected devices. And all of these things really led to the fact that there was a company upgrade that I co-founded with Justin K. Mine that was more in the direct-to-consumer nutrition space. And we saw that that's not enough, that you really need to give people a way to manage their lifestyle, to consider how to be preventative. And, you know, we all know food is medicine, but how do you give somebody like an actual regimen to be able to implement that in their life in a way that everyone can do? So that's when Upgrade as a company found MEND. And MEND is a leader in hospital systems and nutrition and had amazing solutions for surgical solutions. And that combination of uh, clinical nutrition for the surgical episode with behavioral support is how we came together in the company Mend, which now offers our product, which is Upgrade by Mend. So Upgrade by Mend combines this clinical nutrition with doctor-developed regimens for patient care that are supported with a human-first approach with registered nurses and dietitians that give patients the support all the way through their journey to make them successful in managing their own health.
0: Now, of course, there's a lot to unpack there, Helene, and thank you for kind of setting the stage. And I can't wait to discuss again, some of the things you are experiencing as an organization and and the feedback you're receiving right at the end of the day, as entrepreneurs, doesn't matter what we think about our product or our technology or services, it's the end user that matters the most. We'll get to that in just a moment, of course. But I know I want to know, and I know our audience would love to hear, Helene, how did that come together? Did you know the team members at MEND, like take us behind the curtain how did a merger like that come together? Give us a little bit of that in and out of how you guys combine forces and win.
1: Sure. Well, I have to give credit to my co-founder, Justin K. Mine. And even to start the story, we found each other because Justin cold-called me on LinkedIn. So Justin's like the quintessential networker. And he just has a knack for finding you know other like-minded companies and people and bringing them together with him. And he found Isaiah Syed, the founder and CEO of MEND. And those initial conversations, it was just apparent that this would be the perfect fit, particularly because of the need for the different channel for upgrade and the need for, you know, some of the products to round out the portfolio into prevention and to bring this digital solution. So it was the perfect one plus one equals three situation. And that's why it was just meant to be.
0: Oh, my gosh, I absolutely love it. It's amazing the power of LinkedIn. I've done a lot of work over there myself. I get to find amazing guests like yourself and others through LinkedIn. So absolutely a powerful tool and resource, that's for sure. So Helene, when you talk about clinical nutrition, you talk about what they've done in the hospital and then, you know, setting there. How is that different? You know, we hear about nutrition all the time from so many, it's a very loud and noisy marketplace. What are those differentiators for you and the men team for our audience to better understand?
1: Sure, I think that it's really looking at the different categories of products. And saying that, you know, the pharma world in the drug space is so focused on like problem solution, as I mentioned, basically with synthetic chemicals, really going for more extreme solutions for disease state. So usually if someone's along the progression where they need a prescription drug, that it should be when there's a condition that's very far advanced. But what do you do if you want to not let that progression happen and you want to have a preventative mindset? there is the category of nutritional supplements. However, supplements, because they're designed for the generally well population, they have a lower bar for efficacy requirements. So a lot of people confuse and say that, oh, supplements are not regulated by the FDA. They are, they're regulated, they just don't require pre-market approval. And they are absolutely required to be safe, but they are not required to show the same performance that, that drugs are essentially. So that leaves consumers very confused. And even when I was in the category, it's like, how do you know like which supplements have clinical data behind them? And how do you know which ones you should choose for yourself? So at MEND, our products are what we consider a category in between supplements and prescription drugs, because we have clinical data on all of our products. And we formulate them with more of a pharmaceutical mindset. So we go above and beyond the quality requirements for just nutritional supplements, but they're designed to work with your body, with natural food-based ingredients. And that way, you know, there aren't the same safety concerns that you would have with prescription drugs.
0: Very powerful. And in regards to Helene, you mentioned, because of the merger of Upgrade and MEND, the digital component as well. Some might say, what do you mean a digital component to, to supplements and nutrition? Can you unpack that a bit as well?
1: Sure. Yes. So a lot of these products, you know, as I mentioned, there is like how do consumers put together a regimen that's just right for them. So what we've done is we've combined these you know, powerful products with basically recommendations for how to use it for different episodes of care. So the one that we've really progressed more quickly is total joint replacement. And this is a case where a patient knows ahead of time that they're going to have surgery. And surgery has enormous nutritional requirements on the body. So a lot of people don't realize just that even if they don't look malnourished, that they're undernourished. And if you're undernourished going into surgery, then you have less of a chance for a good recovery and better outcomes. So what we do in this situation is we take these doctor recommended protocols for how to prepare for surgery and recover, and we've added the clinical nutrition products from MEND to this regimen. And the digital piece is where we have nurses and registered dietitians essentially connect human person first with the patient to say, you know, this is what your surgical preparation is going to look like. I'm going to send you education and reminders. Also, many of our patients have multiple chronic conditions. So one of the things that, you know, ensures you're going to have better surgery is that your chronic conditions are well managed. So we also track the patient's conditions and make sure that they stay in that window so that they don't have to cancel or reschedule their surgery, but also that it optimizes them for recovery. And these are all the types of things where, you know, the preparation is important. But then in recovery, if you've ever had surgery yourself and you come out of anesthesia and they hand you this packet of information, there's a lot that you need to do. And this way, we're there as an extension of the care team in the hospital for any questions you may have in live contact with a nurse through SMS so that all of these confusing things can be explained and made easy.
0: And how was the receptivity of the care team? So think, you know, and actually I recently had a knee surgery. I had a meniscal tear and had that repair. Doing great on the back end. I'm actually doing very well. But in regards to that, setting, Helene. When you think about the care team, you think about the surgeon on Mike's knee, et cetera. How was the receptivity of MEND and your offering by those clinicians, by those physicians? Because you know as well as I do, I'll say this somewhat diplomatically, healthcare is very averse to change and loves to stick with the status quo, right? And you all are really pushing the envelope in great ways. How is the receptivity of those care teams for those patients as well?
1: So that's a really great question. And when we thought about putting this program in place, I actually have to give a reach out to Columbia Business School Digital Health Program, because one of the things they highlighted is exactly that. How do you design a solution that is going to satisfy the quadruple aim? So it'd be good not just for the patient, but the providers and overall you know, societal health. So we thought about all these things when we designed the system. And what matters the most to doctors is, does the solution work? And will I be reimbursed? Is there any liability? And will it cause friction in my office? So like when we put the whole program together, those were the things that we looked at and said, well, first of all. We have to be lifting a burden off of the office. And one of the most important things we learned is that, you know, patients, particularly in the total joint replacement area where, you know, they may be elderly, they have a lot of questions and they're time-consuming questions that can be triaged and answered by someone else. So we take a lot of that burden off the office, and then only the truly essential things get triaged back to that office staff. So right away we've lifted a burden there. The other piece is that there is more requirements for nutrition education and you know providing those benefits so for offices that don't want to build out that capability themselves we're offering that capability another thing is that the outcomes that are important to you know clinicians and hospital ratings for reduced readmissions reduced infection rate all of these things we're showing impact on those outcomes and just overall you know there is the ability in our business model for a lot of these things that patients weren't doing to then being reimbursed by insurance. So it's a situation where there's truly no additional cost to patients because it's the cost of a copay. And for the hospitals, it's truly a value add. So that's how we were able to compel You know the importance of this solution.
0: Well, Helene, of course, in a few moments, I'm going to ask kind of what's on the horizon for you, the the team, as well as the industry writ large, given your expertise. But I want to highlight it now because you just mentioned it in regards to where we're heading as an industry in regards to value-based care and making sure that we all have that skin in the game. Uh, It's going to be a big monumental step forward for our industry, but one that I'm particularly excited for. And why I say that and what I'm setting the stage for, Helene, is What's been the response? What's been the feedback from the patients themselves as well? Right at the end of the day, that's great that the care team is feeling excited about this. What has this been doing for the patients themselves as well?
1: So we've had some unbelievable testimonials. We actually had one person say, I'm living my best life now because of this. And if you think of somebody who goes into a total joint replacement, who has just been incapacitated and unable to do the things that they love to do in their lives, and then they have a successful surgery. And during this whole episode, they're given tools to manage their diet, to manage their chronic conditions. We had people who, without trying, lost weight, started to feel better. And once they were recovered, were able to return to sports and things that they had done you know, as much younger people. So really, this is why we do it at MEND, because getting that patient feedback is the most exciting part of our day. And we just continue to have those types of stories on the positive side, but also on the emergency prevention side where, you know, there's a patient that may have been non-responsive and we don't understand what's happening and we reach out to them and we find out they need to go to the ER, you know? So like we really feel in our day-to-day that we're improving people's lives in so many ways. And that's, what's really exciting about where we are.
0: Oh man, it's incredibly powerful. and You know, that's the day-to-day today. Let's also talk about the day-to-day for tomorrow and what's on the horizon. We're going to take the crystal ball off the proverbial shelf over here. Helene, what do you see, you know, given your vantage point as an expert in this space and helping move men forward in the industry, what do you see on the horizon that we as a community around this podcast need to be thinking about, not just on the macro and for the healthcare industry at large, but also where is men heading over the next two to three, three to five years as well?
1: Sure. So we're excited that We have our first application for surgical preparation, but know that this can be expanded to other types of procedures and adjacencies. But I think that just overall, what excites us is improving access to care and through digitizing these best practices throughout all these procedures, it gives the opportunity for people to know that they're getting best in class service because it's not as variable anymore on the individual provider because we're able to, you know, access the data across different hospitals and facilities and start to get, you know, some sense of, like, how can we have some predictive measures for what's going to improve outcomes? And ultimately, digitizing this really democratizes the access to the best care. And that's what's really exciting to us, because healthcare equity needs to come a long way in the U.S., and I believe technology can come to the rescue.
0: Oh, I absolutely love it. And you're spot on technology. Certainly can when applied and used in the correct ways, as you obviously know what you're leading at men. So we'll put that crystal ball back on the shelf for now. We'll come back to current state for a bit, Helena as well, how we can be helping you and the team. What's that one problem, or question that you and the men team have that this amazing community can be helping you with?
1: Well, actually, you hit on it because we're making our case for the value that we bring right now in a institution to institution perspective. But to roll that up to bigger societal change, value-based care models are just really having a hard time taking hold. And I know it's a little bit ahead in Europe, but everything that's there is not really translatable because of, you know, their whole system's very different. So I think from this community, the question would be, you know, to share best practices for what has worked. I know there's like, societies that are doing great work like the Digital Medicine Society. But I think real change is only going to come when there are more standards to show that prevention makes sense. and also that we have to take more than a one to two year time frame for results. And I think for me that's the frustrating part because in a short-term model, there are only certain disease states that you can impact in that period of time. And when you look at the biggest killers in the US and things like lifestyle preventable chronic conditions, like, you know, cardiovascular concerns, like all of these things take longer to be able to show outcomes. So the question is, how can we move the needle on having some evidence that this makes sense so that it becomes supported more broadly?
0: Absolutely, and I know there are listeners tuning in that are incredibly passionate around those topics. So, of course, Helene, in order for them to get a hold of you and extend the conversation, what are those contact points online, social media handles, websites, or otherwise? How do they get a hold of you?
1: Sure. So, you can find me on LinkedIn. So it's just LinkedIn.com, and I'm Helene Rutledge. So I think I'm the only one. So I should be easy to find. And then, of course, uh, Mend's website is www.mend.me. So that's how you can find what we're doing at Mend and that's about
0: it. Excellent. Easy enough. And we'll have those contact points in our show notes for this episode. For all of our listeners, just simply scroll down on your favorite podcast player to find those contact points for Helene and the men team. You can also head over to our free global online community at passionatepioneers.com. There will be a post for Helene's episode where those contact points will be listed, as well as an opportunity to leave feedback, comments, suggestions, or otherwise, again, over at passionatepioneers.com. Well, Helena, very exciting conversation. We're almost done. Before we get out of here and before we sign off for this episode, we have a fill in the blank for you. I'm a passionate pioneer because?
1: Okay, I'm a passionate pioneer because I see a world where everyone has access to better care through digitized solutions for preventative health care.
0: Absolutely love it. Way to round us out there, Helene. This is a great ending to a wonderful conversation. Thank you so much for taking the time to be with our community today and sharing the journey and all the wonderful things that are happening in the men camp. For now, again, thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you. Thank you for joining us today on Passionate Pioneers with Mike Baselli.